Hey there, Adrian Rosebrock here from Info Product Mastery. So we're getting a little bit closer to our launch day, which is set for Tuesday, June 7th. Set that date in your calendar. We'll be releasing three episodes on launch day. Super excited to get them, get these episodes out into the world. But today, you know, I wanted to talk about why you should care about the podcast. Why should you be interested? What's what's in it for you? Because whenever I get involved in something, whenever I when I read a book or listen to a podcast or go through an audio book, yeah, I want to support the author, but I also understand, hey, what's in it for me by going through this and giving you my most valuable asset, which is my time, not money. Time is your most valuable asset because you can never get it back. I'm, I'm wondering, what am I going to get out of it? What is going to be my return on investment or my ROI? And to best discuss the ROI and you know talk about what you're going to get out of it, I want to go back in time and I want to go back and talk about when I was doing my PhD at UMBC. It was my final semester in the program. I had everything wrapped up and I was trying to figure out what was next in my life. About three-ish months earlier, I had launched PyImage Search, I had authored a book, and I started selling it online. However, I wasn't making enough money to live on it full time. I needed to have another job. So I you know, went to, went to UMBC, and I had a lot of entrepreneur connections with, uh, over at the school, and I met Andy. And Andy was a UMBC alumni. He does some amazing work for the NSA, and he was doing these, this work for um, the state of Maryland, specifically overhauling the food stamps benefits program, which was totally antiquated, running on old mainframe software. And our goal was to modernize the system, let it run on Hadoop and Accumulo and modern, bi- modern big data infrastructure, and really... Uh, reduce the tax burden on the state of Maryland citizens. It was so expensive to maintain these mainframes. Now, I had studied uh, computer vision and, um, and machine learning in, in college, so switching over to big data, really not that big of a problem for me. Didn't have a huge issue with it from a technical perspective, but I'll be honest with you, like mentally and emotionally, like I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sold on it. I didn't love the gig, but I knew that I had to take the gig because it was, one, it would help me pay the bills and it would also allow me to, you know, play, still play in the entrepreneurial world. I, I would still be involved in a small company and on the side, I could continue trying to grow PyMage Search during nights and weekends. So that's where I started, and and by going through that with Andy, I was able to you know have a really really great income from for someone who had just gotten out of out of grad school, and I could still build Pyme Search. But the truth is, like I wasn't really that happy at the time. I was definitely struggling a bit because. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I would work on PyImage Search from about four thirty to you know eight o'clock. Then I would work with Andy's business from like eight to say three four in the afternoon, and then you know, I would continue working on PyImage Search throughout the night. When PyImage Search first started, it was truly a grind, and I was putting in you know these incredible work hours, these eighty plus work hours uh, per week, and working you know nights and weekends. It was it was a lot. But it paid off because by the time you know December rolled around, you know, which was about is six seven months into running Pyramid Search, you know something terrible happened with Andy's company. There was a new election for the governorship in the state of Maryland, and the old governor was ousted. A new governor was put in place, and one of the first things that governor did was eliminate the project that we were working on. So pretty much overnight, literally the next day, I got a call from Andy saying, "Yeah, we're out of a job." the the program just doesn't exist anymore. So I was like, oh man, like I'm in an interesting position right now because while Pyramid Search isn't making what I was making with Andy, you know, it was about 60%, maybe 65% of my income uh, with Andy. So I was like, huh, 
man, I've, I've really built, I've built something up. Is this the time to put my back against the wall? Is this the time to really try to succeed and run this on my own? And it was, it was a huge risk because I, I had gone to school in Maryland, but I had just moved up to Connecticut with Trisha, who was my longtime girlfriend and you know, who is now my wife. It, it, was a, it was a really scary moment because I had just moved in with this girl and I was like, how am I gonna pay the bills if I lose both these jobs, both the job with Andy and if Pymage search folds and isn't successful, that's gonna look really bad. That may damage our future relationship. It may hurt her trust in me to be able to provide and be a good uh, good boyfriend and eventually a good husband. It was, it was hugely stressful, but it was the best decision I made to put my back against the wall and say, let's make Pymage search work. Because when I lost that job with Andy, about a month later, I created this Kickstarter campaign for the flagship Pyramid Search Gurus course. And during that Kickstarter campaign, it raised about $35,000. It was an incredibly rewarding moment in my life because I realized that I was on the right track and that Pyramid Search could grow even farther, which it obviously did. I believe that if you want to create an info product business or an online education business, that as a developer, you have an unfair advantage. There is absolutely people who go to schools and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for their computer science education. There are people who pay tens of thousands of dollars for online boot camps that'll teach them how to code in a program. So if you are a developer and you've been working in this field for more than five years, whether that's uh, something more advanced like computer vision or machine learning, or you're doing web development and doing stuff with uh, with PHP and Python and JavaScript, or if you're, front end, or you're a front end developer or you have experience with React, I mean, you, if you've been doing this for at least five years, you likely already have knowledge that someone else is willing to pay for because that knowledge is gonna allow them to shortcut that experience and get up to speed faster. And they will gladly trade trade their money for their time because they know they're gonna be more they're gonna be more valuable to either themselves or to their companies after they've learned what you can teach them. So trust me when I say that as a developer, you can make this work. You absolutely can do what I did with Pyme Search, but within your own specific niche, what you already have a lot of experience in. Since the Pyme Search acquisition, yeah, I've had some time off to reflect and to think, and I've realized what I care most about is helping others through the same journey that I took. And that's creating this passive income stream where you could either just live off of that, pay your bills, maybe you still work your, work your day job because you enjoy the people that you're with, or you decide that you wanna grow it further and that allows you to quit your day job. So running your own business is your full-time gig. Well, if you go that route and you continue to double down and double down and double down, it's absolutely possible for you to not only replace your original income, but also start putting money away to start planning for, for financial independence, for early retirement. That is all 100% possible. You just gotta be able to commit to it. And what you really need is a path to follow. That's that's what really frustrated me when I started working with Pioneer Search and started building that company is that if you just look for generic, or if you get online and you search for advice on, hey, how do I build an info product, info product business, or how do I build an online education business, you get generic results. This, these articles will be written for people who are building courses on gardening or building courses on how to play guitar. There, there aren't any dedicated communities or podcasts or books or courses that are specific to developers who want to build their online education business. And again, I think that is that is such a sad thing because developers have an unfair advantage right now in this world, especially in the education space. 
That's why I've started this podcast, and I believe that you have if you have any interest in teaching others or writing books or creating online courses or starting a blog or creating a following of your own, I believe this podcast will be immensely valuable to you. And again, I'll show you the path that I took. And most importantly, I'll show you the mistakes that I've made along the way so you can avoid the same mistakes that I've made because I have made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> while, while maybe running Pyramid Search may seem like a success on the outside, when you're actually in it, trust me, I've made a lot more mistakes than um, that's publicly known. So I want to be able to discuss those and help you learn from them because really that's what I care about. I want to teach you. I want to see you successful. Over the next few days the next few weeks I'll be sharing more details on info product mastery and in the in the meantime if you haven't opted in to learn more about the podcast go to infoproductmastery.com you'll see a form there to enter in your email address that way you you receive news and updates and email announcements when new podcasts are released mark your calendars for Tuesday June 7th that's when the first set of episodes are going to release see you later